Hello, this is Amy Mongeta, and you are listening to Life on My Terms, a podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and take charge of your life. In the podcast, I sit down with experts in health and wellness, all the way to relationships, career, and life advice. My goal for each episode is to empower you to be your best self, become 1% better every day, and achieve everything you want in this thing called life. You can connect with me at Personal Best Inc. on Instagram or make sure to send me emails at info at personalbestcoaching.net if you have any questions or um, suggestions for an episode. And before we jump into today's episode, please remember to rate and review the podcast via your platform of choice. But today, I am so excited to be sitting down with KK Smith. Let me back up. The art of self-advocacy is absolutely crucial to your success in all areas of life, but especially in your career. And whether you're just starting out or you're well into your career journey, it's important to make sure your voice is heard so you can amplify your accomplishments and get the help you need to improve your weaknesses. This can be exceptionally tough for women, juggling all the responsibilities of personal and professional life. And so today I am so excited to sit down with KK Smith, a rejuvenation life and business coach, as well as host of Mom Stuff Coffee Shop podcast and author of Awakening Unleashed, Accessing Clarity to Produce Real Change. KK and I chat about the exceptional amounts of positive energy we have to have as women and how we can speak up for what we want in our careers. And guess what? How we can be our authentic selves. Yes, it's a deep conversation. Let's go. Hi, KK. How are you? And welcome to Life on My Terms podcast. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am doing well. Um, Where are you located? I am located in Florida. Same. Where? Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh my gosh, me too. We should get together for some coffee. <laughs> like I've been following you forever and I like for some reason totally missed the geographical location. Well, cool. We should totally get together for coffee. Definitely. We'll do that. Awesome. Well, I always like to start the show by just having you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Who are you and kind of what have you been up to? Okay. I'm KK Smith. I am an entrepreneur of over 25 years, actually, I moved into business ownership. And then I also moved into buying my building. Um, I am a wife, I am a mother, and I have a business called Reinvention Solutions, which helps women and entrepreneurs pivot into the digital age after failure. And I'm excited about this platform because I am a certified life coach. And I also have so much experience in the entrepreneurial space. Oh my gosh. Love that. I'm also a life coach, as you might know, but I think, um, I I think that there is a whole chunk of coaching that needs to be dedicated to entrepreneurs because of the failure that we feel sometimes. And also 
like with social platforms, I feel like we're trying to keep up with everybody so often that we oftentimes will say, I'm not doing enough or I failed or, um, and, and really you haven't failed. You're right. just comparing against something that might not, might not be your season to be right there. Or maybe you're doing really well. Like who's to say comparing is like how we should be doing it. But I totally agree. Like I've gone through that same feeling of failure too. It's hard to get out of it. So I'm so glad that you're, you're able to kind of give back that way. Thank you. Yeah. It's a platform that is very needed. And also I think like you said, with comparison entrepreneurs, are such in a comparison mode, especially with social media. And I have been doing this work uh, probably about two years now, uh, pivoting into the life coaching and business coaching. And I have met so many people that have curated their own space. And the problem with following each other is that we'll never get to our authentic selves. We'll constantly be trying to do this, trying to do that, you know, in a world where you can buy followers, um, you can buy whatever, um, yes. you have to go back to your authentic self. Love that. Yes. And I actually will, we'll have to come back to authentic self, but today I really wanted to focus on, you know, career, but more around, you know, career is a huge self is, is a huge pillar of self care. And a lot of folks are desperately looking for growth and purpose within their career. I mean, we spent what 40% of our day, like in our career. And if we're an entrepreneur, we're spending probably 60% of our day in yeah. our career or business. So I would love for you to kind of give some insights, you know, about what typical challenges that women in particular tend to have when they're advocating for career growth or salary negotiation or just like kind of going for what they want in their career? I feel like we see a lot about the disparity amongst women. And so from your expertise, what would you say are some of the challenges? I would say dealing with women, I have like a 25-year case study. So I can say <laughs> so much. I can say so much about women in career, but I will say one of the things that I have seen with women is really going after what you really want, like your authenticity. So many times women can go into careers that seem like, okay, this is going to make a lot of money. I'm going to be happy here. And then when they get over there, they absolutely hate it. Yes. Another thing that women deal with is being, you know, uh, discriminated upon with their ideas, they will have some amazing ideas and bring them into the boardroom and only for those ideas to be taken away from them and someone else's claim the idea from them. So I think that is another issue. And another issue is work-life balance. That has always been an issue. Mm -hmm. Some women are getting up so early in the morning, it takes an hour to get there, especially where we live because the housing market is so high. Yes. A lot of my clients are traveling an hour, hour and a half to work and then another two hours back. So women are dealing with a lot of stress in their career choices. That's what I've seen at the top. I agree 100%. And I actually really love the sentiment you shared around just some of the challenges. I oftentimes feel like women are also sort of labeled as emotional. Mm -hmm. So even when they do bring an idea or they're trying to advocate for their team or people in the organization or even themselves, you're being too emotional. Mm 
Exactly. Absolutely. It's very frustrating for sure. Yeah. And then when you speak up for yourself and I am very, very passionate about teaching people how to be authentic and really communicate. And that's one of my main things is effective communication. And then when you try to communicate effectively, now you're aggressive. Now you're just, you're just too emotional. You're too all over the place. But I think being able to advocate for ourselves and speaking up is so important for women, especially because we're mothers, we're leading families, sometimes single mothers. And it's so important, the impact that women make on lives. I agree. Yeah. And I, I do think too, in organizations, there's such a balancing act when you've got a leadership team that's balanced between men and women. You do need that woman or two in the in that leadership role to sort of like balance it all out for even the culture of the organization. I mean, these are just true facts that sometimes we totally right. just forget. Right. And we bring a lot of nurturing into an organization and and organization into an organization. And I think women are so valuable because we have all been raised so differently. And I think that's where the magic happens when we could collectively come together and bring our magic, whether it's nurturing, whether we're very productive or whether we're just really, really good at what we do. I think we have to value each other and especially as women and women towards each other as well. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. I always am saying, you know, women should be lifting other women up. No yeah. doubt. And it, I don't think it happens as often as it should. And we almost need to get this rally behind all of us to make a new mission to do so, you know? Right. Right. And I think that a lot of times things can go left at work and especially in entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship, you know, you get to this company and you create this company even, but sometimes you don't even have any business skills. Sometimes we haven't been to college. We haven't had any former education. So how are we surviving in these small spaces with our communication with each other? Do we have training? Sometimes we don't even have training that a large corporation might require. So I think it's really even tougher in entrepreneurship with women sometimes getting along. And what I think every business owner should know, every company should know is that your workers make your business go around. So they're very important. Um, everything that they have to do is important. Their family, homes, what if they're going to school, you can't just treat people like, okay, another number. Everybody is important to the team. So we have to look at that myopically. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about this this morning. How many times in a culture, um, folks are praised for coming to work sick, working through their lunch, working on Saturday. Um, I, I think what you said about, to me, I feel like I've been in marketing for so long too, that we're always worried about new business coming in the door, but the way that it truly should be is if your employees are taken care of first, right? Then the customers, then right. the new business. And so right. often these companies have such lofty and passionate core values, right. but they do not come to life right. at all. Right. Because sometimes they have a lot of turnover because 
they're not concentrating on those people's skills, the people that are already there, like you just said, concentrate on your team, then the customers, because if your team is happy, they're going to bring you more customers. So, yeah. you know, that's how that works. <laughs> it's how it works. And if you can't even do well on an employee NPS score, <laughs> then how do you ever imagine that you're going to delight your customers? Yes. So you said something um, that was really important. I had to make the decision to stop working on Saturdays. And to be honest, I lost a lot of customers. I had to repivot my business because I had a baby very young and then I got married later on in life. And then I started having more babies. And so <laughs> I wanted to be home with them. And I think this is another thing with women that we face in our careers. I wanted to be home with them. And there are some jobs that say you absolutely have to come in on Saturday. Well, I had my own business, but I lost some of my business because people were not willing to come in another day. They didn't understand that I was a mom. I was a wife and Hey, I'm doing your hair at 5 AM, but I'm, I'm staying there all day and you're having picnics with your children. You're going to their games. You're going to all this, but I'm the one that's really in this space of serving my customers and forgetting about myself. So we have to also consider work-life balance. That's so important when we look at women in business cultures and career cultures. And, you know, when I do workshops or speaking engagements, that's one of the things that people really don't think about. When they think about hiring women, we have so much on our plates, especially single women. I yes. want to reiterate that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I And I think that also comes down to like, you know, as a leader in, the, in an organization too, like really getting to know your people because we, we have to understand what everyone's sort of faced with. Mm -hmm. And I think too, the term work-life balance looks totally different for everyone. Yeah. We oftentimes will morph it into this one size fits all, but you know, for some folks, maybe a Saturday actually in the morning is good for them to go through their email. Like that is work-life balance to them. And so I think we forget that too, especially with women who have multiple hats to wear both in, a, in work and outside of work. Yes, absolutely. Because my sister, she's a Nana and yeah. she's a, a very young Nana. And the recently we went to a, her grandsons, which is my nephew, his first football game. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to be somewhere on Saturday. So it's not just women that's having children. It's so many different ages, like you said. You know, for a young person, it might be, you know, I need to help my grandparents on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, for someone in their middle age, I need to get the kids. And then older women, okay, I want to be there for my grandkids. So we can't just forget about ourselves because we have a job and the jobs need to understand the demands that women have on their lives in all seasons. Yes, agree. So I, I feel like we've touched on advocacy for ourselves. And as women, we usually put ourselves last. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. And in the mindset shift of being a woman and saying, I need to be the best version of me to be the best version of mother, wife, etc., is such a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. But I think about in career um, for growth, what 
tips or what can folks be doing to sort of think about growth for themselves? If they're in that feeling of like, I feel stuck, I feel bored, I'm just going through the day to day, I haven't had a raise in five years, or maybe they're thinking like, hmm, maybe I should leave my part, my full-time job and open up my own business that I've had a passion for, for you know, 10 years now and I've just never taken action. What should folks be doing? Like, what's the process? How do they get started sort of being an advocate for themselves? So I would say the first thing is to find out if your job has tuition reimbursement. I am an advocate for education. When I had a successful business, I also had a passion to go back to school. And I went back to school later on in life but I always had an itch that I could do something else. Even when my business was very successful and my clients were like, why are you going back to school? Because I wanted to do something different. Yes. Another thing that I would say to advocate for yourself is to see if your company has a way that you could move up. Even if it's a lateral position, you might not be you know, excited in this position, but see, can you have a promotion within your company? Also, leaning into entrepreneurship, I would tell women to really think about getting some entrepreneurship classes. Now, I'm oh. not talking about I'm not talking about college classes. I'm talking about classes, mentorship. See, can you go into a business if you want to do you know, an art studio, start going to an art studio. If you want a salon, start mentorship with a salon owner. They might charge you, they may not charge you, but start getting into places that you really want to be in. When I was advocating for myself doing my new business, I would go to places that I really wanted to be in. I really wanted to network with and collaborate with. And I think we don't do that often enough. Maybe we're introverted. Maybe we're shy. Sometimes we don't have those public speaking skills, you know, so women can always be advocating for their dreams. So many people are on in product-based businesses. So many of my clients have, you know, they're doing paparazzi. So they're hopping on Facebook at their homes, you know, on a Friday night and they're saying, okay, I'm having a show now, you know, so <laughs> that's advocating for yourself. And now it's easier now more than ever that we live in the digital space. Because when I first started as an entrepreneur, we had to go stick flyers on people's cars and, and, and they come to our business. So, so yes, so there are so many ways to advocate for yourself as a, a woman and a pivoting woman into something that you want to do more in your life. Yeah. So I have a couple of follow-up questions because there was a couple nuggets in there. Number one, you did mention change is okay. And we come from a society where you go to school, you go to college, you get a degree, you start your job, you get, you have a husband, a partner, you have children. It's sort of this weird cycle that we have sort of mapped out just yeah. as a part of our culture. Right. So when we think about change, I remember being like 32 and being, you know what? It's time for me to make a change. Like I don't feel purpose in this job any longer. Right. How does somebody know that it's really time to go and it's time to make the change versus maybe they're just unhappy in their job at this moment in time? I think that has a lot to do with your passion. Like what are right. you passionate about? Sometimes 
you could be offered so much money and it doesn't even matter because that's not what you really want to do. There are so many women that I have mentored um, that they tell me it's just not what I really wanted to do. I have no passion for. I hate doing this. I, I'm coming to a place where I just can't stand going to work. I can't stand getting out of my bed in the morning. So I think it comes from way down on the inside. And we all know when that time is up. We all know when we need to do something else, pivot into something else. And it's okay. I talk to so many people that have started their lives over two or three times. Okay. They're absolutely happy about that. And let me say this also, if you're at work and you're trying to leap to entrepreneurship, I think that's the wrong path for some people, not all, everything is not all, but I think that's the wrong path for some people. I think your job needs to fund your business while you're building your business hold on to your job so you can have enough income so your business won't fail a lot of businesses fail their first year because they're not properly funded they don't know how to get business credit they don't know a lot about business mm -hmm. so i would say make sure that you have a roadmap into entrepreneurship or into another job because you might be out of work for three months six months a year for it to even get off the ground. So, yeah, it sounds like almost um, if you could even do a side hustle yeah. while you're making that way over to the new side, that would also be a bonus. Right, right. And a business will give you a lot of freedom, but you also have to be responsible for the business, especially if it's a brick and mortar business, because a lot of rent is going through the roof. There are so many business models that you don't have to have a brick and mortar, but there are so many passions that we're all passionate about. Skincare, hair, you know, um, a bakery. Those things, you're going to have to have money for rent. You're going to have to have money for savings at least three or six months so you don't go out of business if the customers don't come. So it's really, you know, a balance to pivot into your dream, but you can with the right plan. Yeah, that's great. One other thing you said before too, about kind of like we're in this digital age and it's easier than ever to kind of get out there. I know a lot of folks like buddies of mine, they're afraid to make a video. They're afraid to go out there and put themselves, you know, out there, I guess is the right term. Any advice or, or ways to sort of, again, we're talking about failure before it even happened, right? Like people are afraid to do it. So what do they do? I know it's just do it, but how do we slowly maybe get a path out there? I think we could always wake up with the thought of what if my dreams never happened? What if they never happen? I read a book by the great Dr. Miles Monroe, who's passed away, and he has an analogy that dreams and forgive and love is in the graveyard. And when I kept reading, he talked about dreams are in the graveyard because people never dare to dream and they die with their dreams. And then love is in the graveyard because people never forgave, decided to not forgive, decided to you know, hold on to things. So we must wake up with the affirmation. 
I can do this. I am worth it. And I think it goes back to worthiness, self-love, self-care, self-nurturing. We are worthy of our dreams and keep a, and it, it, it's funny, but keep a daunting thought in the front of your head. Because when I think about not pursuing my dreams, I always think about Dr. Miles Monroe and what he said in that book. And I'm not willing to take my dreams with me, you know, prayerfully a hundred years from now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is like that. That should be the quote of the day. Um, how many people take their dreams to the grave? They do. I hear my mom all the time and not that she's, you know, gone to the grave, but you know, it, at 65 telling me all the things that she wishes she would have done. And while it's not too late, you know, in some cases it might be, and it's a shame that she just didn't even go for it. She's an exceptional singer. And I always wonder if you would have just gone out yeah. there and tried, you know, could you be living the passion of music that you have right now? Yeah. And she still can because my mom was a gospel singer. And here's what I want to tell you about that. Even if you try small and I have a picture of her with her beautiful dress um, on her album cover. And she's passed away. She passed away four years ago. And she didn't get to the big giant stage, but she did dare to dream. And that's what I will offer your listeners is that you don't have to go for the extreme, big, overarching dream. Just start making baby steps and you will get to that dream, but you'll be so proud of yourself just for making those baby steps, getting up, setting a goal, setting a goal for the year, setting a goal for the quarter and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this, 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 this towards this goal. And then you won't die with your dreams. You'll at least be happy that you try, you know? Yeah, that's fantastic. Trying, just trying. I know I think the last uh, last guest I had on, she mentioned something to me. She said, you know, even if you have a goal to like go to a networking event and the first step is you just actually physically driving there and you yeah. leave, you've yes. made one step in the right direction. Absolutely. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will say another tip is to congratulate yourself for each small step. And speaking directly to what you were saying about showing up on social media, some people might be introverts. And there are so many yes. ways that you can market yourself without being seen. But I would challenge you to cross that bridge and to face that giant because you nothing needs to have control over you, over your mind, over your thoughts. You need to go directly. If that's what you want to do, because my dream was to go into media, which I, I chased a long time and I put, I tucked it away for a long time because I was in business, but I was willing to face the giant, face the giant of study hours, face the giant of showing up for myself. So mm -hmm. I would say, take those small steps. You know, maybe today you're posting something about your dream. Maybe tomorrow you do a 20 second clip of your face. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's avenues to get there with baby steps. I think so many times we try to leap. We and do. That's we fail. And that's when we fail because we're yes. not on the inside. 
-hmm. No, I think that's exactly it. We're not ready on the inside. And again, we then also are, are, we have these unrealistic expectations on the end. Um, And it's like other folks had to make those small steps too. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. Because we're looking at their end. We're not looking at the journey. (laughs) We're yes. just looking at the end. They're on the mountaintop. We didn't see them climbing up the mountain and they fell down and they got back up and they put on their hiking shoes and then got back up. You know, so we're just seeing the, the end result. So I think we have to just give ourselves space. And like we said earlier, stop comparing yourself to people because you don't know what they're doing to be at that level. And you didn't see the journey. The journey could have been 10 years. The journey could have yes. been 10 years. And then you're comparing yourself, man, I didn't make the sale, man, I didn't do this. No, we have to remove competition and comparison. Yes. As a runner, I can appreciate that. Although it would be great to just miraculously get through the finish line of every race, I actually learn the most and I feel the most accomplished for every single day of training that I went through, even the ones that are terrible and they don't go my way. And I feel like it's hard and I should give up. I think every single day, every single milestone to that race and to that finish line is actually what we should be embracing. We only ever post a picture of the finish line. Right. Not the seven years I was working up to build that time that I failed at seven times before that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. sometimes social media can be this picture. It's it's almost snapshots of moments in time. It's not right. that every single person is documenting every single path of their journey, the ups, the downs, the right. cries, the screams. Right. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the journey. Um, I just applaud you for being a runner because I have recently committed back to better health inside and inside and out. And this morning I was walking, committed to my walk. And this young man, he kept running past me. He often does. I'm like, dang, how many miles is he running? You know, and I'm just walking and I'm proud of myself because everybody, when I get up and walk, is at a different level. And I was thinking about this. I was like, we, if I compared myself to these people, you know, it's runners out here. It's, it's a uh, former gymnasts out here. It's people that are very athletic. I've never been athletic. When I was little, I was never athletic. I used to run back in the house when everybody would run outside because it was so hot. So, <laughs> you know, we live in Florida. So, you know, I'm looking at him and I'm said, I said, I'm going to ask him a question today. And I always see him. And I said, how many miles did you run? How many times did you run? He said six. And he does it effortlessly. I mean, he's just, hey, good morning. morning." And, you know, when I was riding home, I was just thinking about how we compare ourselves to people and how I have finally accepted where I am and appreciating my journey because I had a number checked off this week and I completed my number before Friday. You see what I'm saying? But how many of us are thinking like that? Like take the comparison off and just do you and show up for yourself and applaud yourself. Really, really take care of yourself. We're looking around at everybody else and getting these feelings of discomfort and comparison. But what we really need to do is love ourselves and embrace the journey and always celebrate ourselves for what we've accomplished, even the tiny things. 
Yeah, all of that is just like hitting all my heartstrings right now. And I think it it actually you're you're right about the journey too, as you relate it back to our careers too, because even when we talked about before, like change is okay. And every job you might have had leading up to the path you might take next has taught you something. It's not wasted time. Right. Right. Absolutely. And this is what I found. Um, with my podcast journey, interviewing so many amazing people that have literally curated these unique, and, and this is what really helped me curate my own unique uh, coaching business is that they've taken so many different things, life experiences, and you know, put them together, and they come out to these beautiful unicorn babies. That's what I call them. <laughs> I love that. And like, oh my gosh, they're they're amazing things that they have put together. I've had this life experience. I have this life experience. I have this life experience. And really, talking to people over the past two or three years, I've I've embraced myself for who I am. They have helped me so much embrace all of my life experiences. So no longer do we have to leave a part of our lives out because the more that we embrace ourselves, you, you talked about being a runner, you can help young people embrace, um, you know, physical exercise and health and running. You don't have to leave that out. You know, he's like, I can help you with this. I can help you with that. So that's what I'm finding. Embracing who we really are. That's the magic. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. And so this actually brings me to being uh, your authentic self. It's one of my most passionate um, topics. And I don't think um, I don't think we're our authentic selves very often, especially in at work, um, for sure. So I wanted to get your um thoughts and your wisdom. How does somebody bring, first of all, maybe you can just talk about what it means to be your authentic self. And then how does somebody sort of bring that authentic self to work with them, to their career? For me, what it means to be authentic is to truly show up as you are. Now, you're in a work culture. I'm not saying do anything that comes to your (laughs) mind. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but I'm saying The one thing that is so imperative is to not betray yourself. Don't betray yourself for anyone's idea of who you should be. You know, I'm an African-American woman and I've been in many, many situations that, you know, maybe someone wanted me to be something else. Um, I haven't been in as many situations like that because I have been an entrepreneur, but I have been because, you know, I have children. Um, one of my daughters is very intelligent and she's always been a gifted everything. And a lot of times I have been the only African-American mom in certain situations, but I would not trade me for who I am, for anybody. And I would not tell her to trade herself in just to accommodate someone else. Be who you are, show up who you are every time. In the world, God will allow people to be attracted to who you are instead of you running after everything that you think you should be. Yes. So um, this sort of moves into another sort of side note. So I'm very, very passionate about burnout 
and advocating for employees out there that are in very toxic cultures. And so I think that if we can be our authentic selves, mm -hmm. we probably can also maybe mitigate burnout for ourselves mm -hmm. um, simply because we have certain values when we're our authentic selves. We have certain boundaries. And so we're probably not going to allow ourselves to be a product of a terrible, toxic work environment. Yeah. And so I guess what would your advice be to helping folks to set boundaries for themselves or how do they bring their values? Like what if they're in a job where their personal values, their authentic self is just not, it's conflicting and they got to keep the job for a while. How do you survive in a culture like that? I would say if you have to, well, I was in a culture like that in my industry. When I first started out, um, I didn't have a lot. Um, I was homeless at one time with my oldest child when I came to this city. I'm not originally from here. And I had to deal with certain things that I didn't need to deal with. I was so sad. I was so distraught. And my only help was prayer. I used to go in the bathroom. I used to pray. I used to pray that it would get better. And I had to stay in that situation for seven years. And I would tell everyone to think of the person that you love the most in this world. Think of somebody that you really love. I mean, you'll do anything for this person. Now, think of that person as yourself. Love yourself like that. That is the antidote. Love yourself like that because if you love yourself, you're not going to put up with a lot of stress environments. And what I really found out about myself is I wasn't loving myself like I should have. Even when things got better financially, I still stayed there. And a lot of times we're just used to the familiar and we stay there because it's familiar. And if you're being treated unfairly and you can't move right now, have an exit plan. Pay attention to your exit plan every single day. Also, while you're there, be an advocate for yourself while looking for another job all the time. Your spare time, you get up on Saturday morning, look for another job. You fill out 20 applications a week. Be an advocate for yourself and really love yourself and really get into environments. I call them love circles friendships outside of your job, that people that really love and support you and want the best for you. And a tip to these love circles is let them be higher than you are. Whatever mm -hmm. you aspire to be, don't hang out with people that are pulling you down. You know, they can't add to your life. Hang out with people that have more who think higher, who are more confident because you know what's going to happen. They're going to pull you up. So that's what I would recommend. Yes, that is such a great recommendation. I um, I actually think it's funny because being a marathon runner, I am such a gritty person. It takes a lot of grit, you know, to train and whatnot. And I feel like I've almost brought that to work with me. And I recently suffered such a terrible burnout. Um, and I wondered, like, is this my marathoner's mentality of just allowing myself to burn the midnight oil constantly? Mm -hmm. But I found, like you said, I did find that, like, if I wrote down all of the experiences I was having and then I said, would I ever allow my son to go right. through this? And the answer is no, 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 every yep. single time. 
Right. And you know what? I found out that somewhere around 10 years ago that I treated other people that I love better than I was treating myself. And I made that commitment and I stayed there for a while. And I made that commitment somewhere about four years ago that I would love myself. I would love myself. Certain things had happened in my life that I couldn't control. And I, I really went into this mode where, okay, I'm just going to nurture everybody else. And I kind of like forgot about myself. And I think a lot of times with women, we can get in that mode a lot because of responsibility of our children, of our family, of our friendships. But really that exercise, figuring out who you really love, I mean, the most in this world, and then put yourself there. You know, what would you do for your son? What would you do for your daughter? What would you do for your mom or your sister? And so love yourself like that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So before we wrap up, I could probably talk to you for at least two more hours. Um, You're such an energetic, wonderful soul. But I always like to ask, if you could talk to your younger self, um, what would you tell them as it relates to being an advocate for your career trajectory? What would you say? What advice would you give? I would say do what you love. Figure out what you love early in life. And if by chance you go through life and you don't love that anymore, it's okay to change directions. Be an advocate for yourself. Love yourself enough to nurture yourself in mind, body, and spirit. And always be true to yourself. Never betray yourself. Very That is the way we wrap it up. Before, though, we close the show today, where can listeners get a hold of you if they want to connect or, you know, do any coaching with you? um, Where can they connect with you? What's the easiest way? I am available at kksmith.com. That's K-A-Y-K-A-Y.com. There you will find all my coaching programs, individual group coaching workshops. I do workshops for women, women that have fallen and want to get back up again. I do workshops for companies and organizations. And I also give life advice and life coaching and business and business and business coaching and salon coaching. Great. Well, we'll have everything uh, loaded up in the show notes. And KK, I just thank you so much for all the wisdom and passion that you have shared with our listeners today. And I wish you the best of your hot Florida day today. <laughs> thank you, Amy, so much for having me. It's been Absolutely. A- Bye. It was an absolute pleasure sitting down with KK. I think one of the points I took away the most is we have to be our authentic selves. And in this world where we're constantly comparing ourselves with social media, we're at a job where we're trying to impress our boss, you know, we don't always bring our authentic selves to work, let alone in our own lives. And so I challenge you all today to sit down and think about who are you right now and write that down. Like, what does your authentic self mean? I actually have a link to a worksheet I will put in the show notes. And so try to do that and see, you know, challenge yourself to identify 
your authentic self? And then how can you bring that into every aspect of your life? How to connect with KK in the show notes. If you need me, I am at personal best Inc. on Instagram or via email at info at personalbestcoaching.net. Be the best you you can be. I will see you next time.